it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, thank you, Luke Rodley, for that. And I am Paulie G here for another edition of the Supercatch Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Round six already here. It's going fast. Peter Hanscom with us as always, mate. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, Paul. And how are you? Good. I've got to say credit to you, kudos to you as the uh, champion Supercatch Pros <laughs> Cup. Uh, round two happens this week, but you guys are playing... Manly, of course, and uh, Andrew Moldock, Molinaroli, it's a good time to say hello to you, because um, you're, hello, boys, mate. you're on fire. Yeah, yeah, we're looking good. Uh, yeah, Pete and I are facing off this weekend, the old drags versus our Eagles. It should be a good game. <laughs> Pete and I were talking about it off air, you know. Um, who'd have thought that this would be the game of the round? But yeah, looking forward to it, and I'm sure Eagles will put on a good show for everyone. And Ryan MS joining us as well. How are you, mate? Uh, no, no such positivity from our end, but I guess at least we've got a coach now. Well, it always helps, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we've got Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care with us. How are you this week, Pat? Good, mate. How about yourself? Very good. You're out at the, the footy on Saturday afternoon, the rare um, day games. Got to see the Sharkies and Knights in action. Yeah, I took a trip down the Shire, which was good fun. Uh, nice and close to the action. It was a good day out. The Knights kept it pretty close to at least uh, make it interesting uh, in that game. Let's get on to these injuries. We've got so much to talk about, Pat. Well, we're almost blessed, weren't we, um, Most these first few weeks of the season, but it's all come pretty fast and, and some big news today with a couple of players. Tyrone Peachy from the Panthers, you know, Owned dual position player owned by many Supercoach uh, players. He's got a fractured rib. Um, not hearing too much. You know, Phil Gould just confirming the injury on Twitter, saying he'll be missing for a while. Um, we know that the the scans revealed the fracture. Uh, what's your take on the injury and how long the PG might be out for? Uh, they're usually pretty niggly. You know, they. Um, I, I think he'd be, you know. Five six weeks as a would be about the minimum, I'd say. Assuming it's a pretty wow. good crack to the rib, it's pretty hard to play if it's um you can't really take a knock there. It would just stir it up again. So um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much eight weeks. Yeah, uh, wow, that's pretty much trade him straight out. Um, and as well as that, the Panthers have buys in rounds twelve and fifteen. So yeah, if you've got Tyrone Peachy, just look at it this way: we've got some great. <laughs> trade-in targets to talk about during the show. So at least, you, you know, you know what you're doing with one of them. Uh, Jake Granville was one of those value hooker options coming into the season and had been playing really well, not quite getting the minutes to be completely super coach relevant, but now he's got a fractured fibula. Um, they're saying it's, it's not a weight-bearing bone, Pat, but still looking at quite a range there, three to, to six weeks. Could you sort of hone it in it at all from that from that info? Yeah, so I mean, it's the it's the preferred bone to break in your in your shin if you're going to have to choose right. one, because um, as I say, it's not really a heavily weight bearing bone, um, but you know, you, it's not like you don't use it at all. So I think um, three weeks is optimistic. I think if that's what they're if that's what they're saying, I'd be guessing closer to the six-week, um, depending on what it is. It could be a little hairline fracture, but 
um, you know, I'd be I'd be surprised if he's back within that three or four week break. There's enough hooking options out there if you own Granville. I think again, you're probably moving straight on and trying to um, trying to cover. The only reason why you might hold him just for a week is just because of those good trading targets this week. You may have to just have him on your bench, you know, outside your 17 for a week just until, you know, you've got time to, to get a new hooker because those other positions are, are pretty key. Um, it is interesting too, Kalen Ponga has been named on the bench because Ben Hampton, who's not going to play the full 80 minutes at hooker, let's face it, um, has been named in the number nine. So we'll talk about that uh, a bit more as well. But we've got so many more injuries to go through now. We'll, we'll, we'll try to get through them a bit quicker here, Pat. Josh Dugan, um, hamstring strain. Um, they're only saying a, a couple of weeks. I mean, it looked bad when he went off, but let's face it, Josh Dugan, he often <laughs> looks like he's you know, been hit by a Mack truck and then he gets up and plays the ball. Yeah, he did look he looked like he really stopped short quite quickly. Um, but, you know, that can happen. You can tweak it a bit and um, not necessarily be a big tear. So I assume they've sort of assessed it and decided that, it's, you know, it's only a minor strain, so maybe he'll be back that quickly. It is hard to tell with Dugan because he sort of seems to stay down a fair bit. He's got, he's got um, a bit of Robbie Farrer about him. Speaking of Robbie Farrer, he also <laughs> had the back injury seizing up. Um, I guess this one's pretty pretty impossible to sort of um, clue in on a back injury. You know, they're hard enough when you're the one suffering it, let alone trying to look analyse it from afar. But there are some interesting um, permutations if Farrer's going to be out because Damien Cook, as an 80-minute player, could be very useful supercoach-wise. Yeah, it's tricky with these lower backs. They because they can spasm so severely and be so debilitating, even in the absence of a significant injury as such. You know, they can sometimes tidy up quite quickly. So he, you know, he could be back quite quickly. Um, or if he did have actually a bit of a strain in there, then it might be a bit longer. They're really, it's really hard to stay from afar. It's going to be hard if you, unless you already own Damien Cook, to sort of warrant bringing him in this week. I think with just so many other. Big, big options price-wise and value-wise, etc. Um, Dylan Napa, um, he looks like out for a month. Your fav- favourite term, not syndesmosis, yeah. is what they're saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, you know, if it is true, a month, a month out. Yep. If it's, um, so whether it's a syndesmosis ligament or just the lateral ligament, um, if it's a good strain, and a minor tear, you know, four weeks is probably about minimum. Yeah, he seems like a pretty tough character, Napa, but um, he'll be out for a while. The Roosters got a lot of other options there, so I think Kane Evans is is, is the coming back, so he'll come by the bench. And Isaac Liu, he's a guy we were watching in the preseason, looked pretty good, so he'll start. So that that could be interesting, at least in daily leagues for you. Finally, Tyrone Roberts, um, he uh, another one that looked bad when he went down. They're saying. It's a PCL, not an ACL, so I guess that that's also good news, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, you prefer that than the ACL. Um, but still the PCL, if he's torn it, he'll, it will be weeks, you know. He won't be back quickly, yeah. um, so maybe a couple of months out. Those poor old Titans just can't take a trick injury-wise at the moment. Pat, thanks so much for today. Big one. Uh, you, you've earned your keep. And uh, don't forget, you can uh, visit Pat at Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links there and you'll get 20% off as a Supercoach Pros friend. If you're in the Sydney area, 
0296596667. Give him a call. It's not just sporting injuries. He does the back and neck um, pain and injury as well. Well worth visiting. He's very busy out there, but he will find time for you. Um, Pat Lyons, thank you so much. Talk to you next week. It's a pleasure, mate. We'll catch you next time. See you later. And we should also mention that uh, Lachlan Coote is in doubt. Of course, he's had those issues with the calf, Peter, and you're reading that um, he's now potentially in doubt for this week. Absolutely. Well, it was great to see him come back the other day and play very well against South Sydney, but he did pull up at one point. So it's, yeah, it's be a massive blow to the Cowboys, second down in importance after Thurston, I think, not far behind. And, um, yeah, they've got Caelan Ponger on the bench, so who knows what might happen there. Yeah, we'll talk team changes in a moment, but um, there's so much to talk about with all these uh, players um, potentially getting game three, etc. And Ponga, as, he, as you've said, Pete, named on the bench, but may end up even playing at fullback. Let's go to what we learned from round five, and I think we could fairly say that the poor old Gold Coast Titans with all those injuries are struggling at the moment. Good option if you uh, are have players playing against the Titans like we saw from Sean Johnson just going absolutely ridiculously large, Andrew. Uh, that, was, that was a massive performance, but he wasn't the lone ranger there. Some good performers all round for the Warriors. Uh, yeah, as you said, um, they're becoming the poor old Titans. I mean, through not their fault, they're just so uh, ravaged by injuries at the moment. So, I mean, they're putting up a, a team that, you know, isn't really up to scratch. And like I said, it's not their fault. Um, Warriors, that, they were outstanding. And Johnson went absolutely berserk. That's what we get him in the team for. We, we love yeah. it when he does that. Um, predicted had him top of the pops and he delivered. Yeah, he delivered and, and predicted delivered. Um, yeah, go uh, get the app. <laughs> the app, yeah, the app delivered. Um, and even people like Kieran Foran, who aren't usually super coach, um, yeah. you know, Relevant, he scored a, a good score of 60, I think. So, there you go. Um, he bumped up into the 70s by the time. The, oh, well, there uh, you go. So, I mean, ups. yeah, people like when, when Kieran Foran's scoring something like that on his first game back, mind you, you've got to start looking at um, maybe you know, some of your captain's choices um, mm. coming against the Titans. It looked like that Foran made the offense tick, and that's the thing we've got. Yes, they're playing the Titans. You look at a guy like Isaac Luke, you say, well, hookers have generally done well against the Gold Coast. That's a thing we've known for a couple of years now. But then you look at these outside backs, you look at the left edge running of Ryan Hoffman. He looked like a new man. Roger Tuovasa-Shek looked like, you know, 2015 form. Um, So there's some good signs if you own Warriors players at the moment. Um, Another good sign, Ryan Dylan Walker, he's... He's an out-and-out stud. I think we can safely say now he's, he's kicking goal-kicking radars back. You know, he's loving being out at right centre, not, you know, got a bit more space. He's just killing it. Absolutely. Um, geez, you'd be giving him early ball and getting him... <laughs> just giving it to him full stop because he was uh, pretty outstanding um, yeah. against the Roosters. Just that last try he scored was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, he is, he is a verified stud. He is... He is a star. The amount of times we see, the amount of times we see Sorry. these guys come from Origin, and um, they come back and they just grow an extra arm and leg. And you got to yeah, say, well, no, yeah, no disrespect to Dylan Walker, but 
like he was kind of wasted and didn't do much in the origin, but it must have given him some confidence. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Being in that environment, you know, training, all of that, and just being there, realizing he can he can belong in that environment because he's a new man. Well, and if he, you know, if he got picked this yeah, year, you wouldn't blink, would you? Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say it's funny because his form actually warrants it this this year, and he um, you know, he's actually in the conversation rather than just being oh, you know, one of. Bozo Fulton's, you know, <laughs> projects, yeah, which, you well. know, let, let's be honest, that's what most people were thinking. But um, but, but maybe fair enough. But now, now, yeah, like I said, now his, his form is actually warranting it and, and he's actually been in a lot of conversations already. But, again, we don't want to talk origin too soon because we're, you know, getting <laughs> we've, off, we've got getting off we, we, early. We do have to because we have to plan for origin, but um, we're going to have to do that over the next couple of weeks because this week with the team trade news is just too much. I do want to, before we move on from what we learned, Peter, I do want to make mention, but there's two players who are just going um, really very well supercoach-wise considering how poor their teams have been. That's James Tedesco from West Tigers and Cody Walker from the Rabbitohs. Absolutely. Uh, Like the Dragons did a great uh, defensive effort on the Tigers on the weekend, but, you know, anyone with, you know, with you know, 5% eyesight could see that Tedesco was an absolute standout for the Tigers. He was everywhere, nearly made a couple of breaks, very quick, um, just all over the place. And he's still getting, like, you know, the team has just gone through an absolute hell, as you and particularly Ryan know in the first uh, few weeks of the comp. But he's still getting scores in the 60s and 70s, which is just really showing his class and maturity as a player. And I think he's, he's as safe as a bank super coach-wise, basically, for the rest of the year. And Cody Walker is a very talented player in his own right at South Sydney. He had a good year there last year, I thought. I had had my eye on him as a young player at the beginning of last year, and this year he's really blossomed a little bit more. He's actually uh, being out playing his house partner, Adam Reynolds, quite convincingly. Um, he's quick. He's put on some, some good tries this year for Souths, and uh, a little bit more support there, a little bit more work for the forwards. I think that uh, Walker's points will actually increase as we go along despite even if South's form doesn't uh, increase. So, yeah, it's it's good. Kudos to the pair of them for playing so well. Only Sean Johnson has more supercatch points so far this year, so it's been a good effort from Cody Walker. Let's have a look at the team changes now for round six. Um, for the Roosters against the Broncos, they bring Isaac Liu in for that injured Dylan Napa, as we mentioned in the injury report. Kane Evans on the bench. Newcastle get back Nathan Ross to Rostog. Denny Levi has been named at hooker with Bureau going back to the back row. Joe Wardle to the bench, but that could be changed again come game day. Make sure you follow us on Twitter to get those updates at Supercoach Pros. Um, Canterbury have brought Moses Embi back in for Matt Frawley, although Frawley is in the 21. I'm still wondering, Andrew, is there a chance that Frawley plays halfback and Embi and Leacher share the dummy half role? Is there any way that could happen? Because Fatala Mariner's not playing big minutes on the bench, so they could easily um, bring in a backup hooker on the bench. Well, if you listen to anyone else in the media, that's... That's what everyone wants, but you know what Desi's like. He's he's very stuck in his ways, and he's got a, he's got a plan. He's got a plan for the rest of the year. He's got a plan for next year. He's got a plan for the year after that. So I I couldn't tell you what Desi's thinking, but it does make sense. Even you know with Hopawati being, I think Embi would be a good option at fullback. You know he's he's got that um, that 
speed. He's got really silky skills. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, in, in the back, you know, with the Morris boys not being able to field the, the fullback position because of their injuries nowadays. Um, that wouldn't be surprising either if, if you saw Embi in the fullback position. They look more composed with Frawley at halfback. It just, you know, it, we've said it all along, Embi and Reynolds are kind of like two five-eights. I know that they don't, the traditional five-eight roles, not what it, you're not really there at the moment unless you're Luke Keary at the Roosters. But, it, you know, it's suddenly there's direction. Suddenly Reynolds can just play his natural game. He'd be loath to mess with it, wouldn't you? I don't know. Well, I think just the 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 way that he played it, such a controlled way yeah. in a big game, you know, it was a lot of pressure and, and the, the conditions were horrible. So he did really, really well. I mean, the way he, I think he forced four or five dropouts. I mean, that's not easy. I mean, he was a, he's a kid and I, I really think that Desi would actually have to have to have him in just just for that that steady influence that you know over over Reynolds and you know Reynolds had a blinder yeah. because he didn't have to worry about that sort right. of stuff so yeah and Frawley goes yeah, on to our he goes on to our watch list as an out and out cheapie in the halves if you got burned by Jay Field or you've if you were lucky with Riley Jackson now you're looking to move on in another week or two Frawley could be the guy to bring in as soon as next week if he ends up playing so we're watching that with interest. Penrith v the Rabbitohs, um, massive changes here, Ryan. Matt Moylan out. He's been dropped, the captain, for going out on the booze after the game on Saturday night, breaking team curfew, so we believe. Um, that's not been confirmed. That's the exact reason yet. Um, Waka Blake and Peter Hiku also dropped. So, And the Tyrone Peachy injury, which we mentioned earlier in the show on the Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care Report. Dylan Edwards is the new fullback. Michael Oldfield and... Mm, Malachi Watini Zelezniak on the wings. Dallin Watini Zelezniak goes into the centres with Dean Fare. Um, and Sitaleki Akawola goes back onto the bench. Souths have made some um, changes to, or they've gone to what their team was running on on Friday night. So Damien Cook starting ahead of Robbie Farrar, Aaron Crichton in the back row, Kyle Turner at prop, um, and Jason Clark on the bench. Ryan, but this is massive news about Penrith, particularly Matt Moylan. Yeah, huge. Um, look, obviously, well, not obviously, but you'd imagine they're only going to be out for this week because um, it is a disciplinary thing. Uh, so you're going to have to hang on to them. But, geez, you're kind of stuffed if um, <laughs> if you've got no one else, if you've just pick, picked up a cheapie just to fit someone in your team, someone who wasn't going to play, then you're in a bit yeah. of strife. So if you own Peachy and Moylan, for example... That's, that's not a yeah. good way to go. Um, Two massive guns out of your side, if that's the case. And then in the flip side, Dylan Edwards coming off one massive game. Now he's going to get game two. If he has another big score, we're going to be sweating on whenever he gets his third game because he could yeah, go up a lot. Yeah, exactly right. It's going to go up. Um, there's, look, to be honest, <laughs> after, a little, after a while, there was... Um, First six rounds, there wasn't really, you know, all the cheapies the that kind of, you know, made their yeah. money. They were yeah. starting to balance out, but now here we start go. Start it's, a few more or It feels on. like the seasons we've been on hold until now, and now we're getting it all at once. This is this is manic stuff. Yeah, <laughs> start to panic. Yeah, the panic button was out on Twitter, Ryan. That was a nice little tweet. <laughs> Manly v St George, that game we talked about at the start of the show. Darcy Lussick is in for Jackson Hastings. He didn't even get on the park last week. Um, so Manly get a bit of bulk back there. Jason Nightingale has been named fullback ahead of 
Kurt Mann, who will play on the wing with Josh Dugan out. Ewan Aitken returns in the centres. Also interesting, Jacob Host has been omitted in preference for Harme Sele, uh, who comes onto the bench there. Another watch list for cheapies moving forward. Gold Coast feed the Raiders. Tyrone Roberts-Davis will move to fullback with Tyrone Roberts, his cousin, being out injured. Uh, don't try to say that ten times fast. Uh, Anthony Don is on the wing. Um, so he's back from injury at least. Conrad Hurrell is also back. Um, the Raiders get back Elliot Whitehead. So Sia Soliola goes to lock. Clay Priest to the bench. Dave Taylor out. The Cowboys feed the Tigers. Well, we mentioned Jake Granville out. Ben Hampton at hooker. This is where it gets interesting, Andrew. Kalen Pong has been named on the bench. But as you know from last year, Blake Leary, who's in the 21, did play a bit of dummy half for Manly. And realistically... He's probably more likely than Ponga to to play there, um, so we could see a late change. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> a nice little pick up here that they might be just trying to play little little games with us. Um, Paul Green, I mean, he did it with Ponga earlier on, and we thought that he'd um, definitely be in for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, Blake Leary, he has played hooker before. <clears throat> He's not super coach relevant in a in in a um you know point scoring way. He probably super won't be coach spoiler more like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't think um I think yeah we might have, we might have found something here that, that Blake Leary will probably get the nod at number nine and and you know as we said earlier on before with Kalen Ponga um sorry Lachlan Coote yeah pulling so up Ponga a little bit lane cover for Ponga who? might. Yeah, slip into the fullback there. Geez, this is a big one. If you've got, we're going to talk about this as we go. But there's so many guys to bring in, and if you're tossing up Kalen Ponga, they're not playing into the latter half of the of the round. Is every we're not even going to know, know they're 19 by the first lockout. So there's every chance Ponga doesn't go anywhere in the 17, and there's also a chance that he plays fullback for the full 80, and anything in between. Because, and, and Andrew, we were saying off air about the potential of Michael Morgan maybe slipping to dummy half with Coote going to 5.8th and Ponga to fullback at some point during the game. I mean, there's no way Hampton plays 80. I think we can rule that out. But it's just a matter of how Paul Green wants to cover that, whether it is with Leary and he's just been a bit sneaky about it or whether Ponga somehow comes on the field and either goes to dummy half himself or Morgan goes to dummy half. That's what we're, we're trying to, to weigh up what it could be. Well, I, yeah, like with all due respect to the Tigers, I don't think that he's going to burn Michael Mer- Morgan in the in the hooking role against the Tigers. You know, if he was a bit more desperate, I think, you know, someone that if they needed to win and and you know they needed their best best players in the in the um in the team, or if he needed to somehow manufacture a win, I, I think that then that you'd see that more. But I, I think, yeah, I think he can use uh, Blake Leary in this way just because, you know, the Tigers aren't up to scratch at the moment. So, um, as I said, Blake Leary isn't really um, the most dynamic player, but, you know, he'll get the job done. So that, I think that's probably more likely than, you know, weakening the 5-8 position that, you know, JT and... and um, it's a big reshuffle because Coot would go to 5-8 and Ponga to fullback. So it's quite yeah. a reshuffle. That's Last... right. And I don't... Like I said, I don't think, I don't think it's worth it... Um, at this point in the season. So, like I said, get get Leary in there. And like you said, Hampton won't play 80 minutes, not in the middle there. Um, 
I think you can probably put that in the bank. That's a super coach pros pro, uh, guarantee yeah. right there. There you go. Blake, Blake Leary, <laughs> you heard it here first. Final two games of the round, New Zealand v. the Eels and the Storm v. the Sharks, both teams 1-17. to Let's look at the best according to our Supercoach Pros predictor, which you can now find on the app um, for this round. Jack Whiten heads it from Gideon Gellum Mosby. Uh, Mosby, of course, coming up against that shocking riders, a Tigers right side defence. Jason Nightingale had a field day out there. So Gellum Mosby, you know, we're going to talk about him in our trading targets very, very shortly. Gareth Widdop's right up there up against Manly. He's been in good form of late. Uh, Corey Norman gets a nice one there, and I guess if you're looking at, at teams playing the Warriors, even though they, they looked back to their somewhat their best attacking-wise, defensive-wise, they were pretty loose against Gold Coast. Uh, Jonathan Thurston, well, you know, they're playing the Tigers, so he's good value there. Clint Gutherson, you can put in the same breath as Corey Norman. Jason Tamalala, you can put in the same breath as fellow JT Thurston. Cameron McGuinness is another interesting one. Pete, because um, hookers against Manly have actually done uh, the highest scores. They're averaging 70 per game so far this year, and I think the next highest is in the low to mid-60s. So McGuinness has already been in good form, and, and he's you know he's in our top 10 this week, thanks to the matchup. Absolutely. That doesn't surprise me one little bit. Like we, We've talked up um, Cameron's blokes like Cameron Smith in the past, on the show, and rightly so, he's the, he's the number one hooker choice. But then there, I think there's a little bit of a, a gap starting to appear. And as a bloke called Cameron McInnes, as you mentioned, is making up a bit of that ground there. Um, he gives you a decent, solid option, as you said. Uh, it's likely to get a decent score against Manly, who give, uh, um, seem to have trouble handling um, dummy halves uh, with a bit of pace like McInnes. Um, he, he ran through the Tigers' centre last, last week pretty easily a couple of times for 30, 40 metres. And, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but that was, it'll be a bit harder <laughs> against Manly. But it will, I think he'll still uh, get some decent super coach points. The other thing is, of course, to remember is that he plays 80 minutes. He, he's not getting substituted like a few others. So I think he's a very good super coach option. I really like McKinnis. He's fit and he's, he's playing. He's playing very well as well. And all those names, courtesy of the Supercoach Pros predictor, which you can now get on our app if you haven't already got it. It's a must-own. Not only does it have all the predictions for the for the round, you're looking at price rises and falls, you're looking at buy team, you're looking even at daily leagues with Moneyball, um, specific numbers there. And it's not just predictors because, of course, you can get all the podcasts there, the Facebook, the Twitter, and all our um, blogs and other useful website information now found as a Supercoach Pros insider on the app. Follow the links from www.supercoachpros.com to buy it. Ryan, I mean, again, this week we you know, had a, had a shot on Saturday night. If it wasn't for <laughs> the dodgy Vunivalu <laughs> try, no try, it would have been a top five finish. In fact, you know, a bit of luck. Could have even nailed number one, but certainly right up there, you know, making quite a bit of money, money ball-wise, let alone the targets it said for Supercoach with picking up both Gideon Gillamosby and Cora, Corey Hawira Naira. They've both come true this week. Everyone's latching on. I myself am disappointed I didn't take the advice of the predictor and get him in last week, um, but this is what it can do for you, this app, and it's, it's a must-have, really, if you're serious about Supercoach and or daily leaks. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, it nailed nailed uh, 
SJ's uh, massive score. I, you know, um, it, you know when you read it and you go, oh, you know, 120, 130, yeah. you're going, what's going on here? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, then all of a sudden, yeah, he, he uh, blows that, um, you know, puts in a massive game. So, look, it's definitely worth it. Like, for that alone, for that alone, it's worth it. But then you get this podcast here, all the articles and everything else that comes with it. Um, yeah, it's easy. It's on your phone. Bang. You got it. And the podcasts will always remain free. We'd do that for you. But if you just like listening to us and just want one easy location to get it all, Andrew, because it does download straight to the app straight away, plug the phone into your, your car or your headset or whatever, listen to it on the way to work, whatever, going for a drive straight there from when we've recorded it. And, you know, this is our only way. We don't have major sponsors. This is the way we kind of keep doing what we're doing. And, um, you know, 30 bucks, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, like you said before, if you're serious about super coaches, you know, we're, we're pretty serious. We, we love to do it as, you know, like you said, the, the, the podcast will stay free. But, you know, it's, it, it does take a bit of time and, and, and effort. And, um, like you said, it's, it's nice to, um, you know, try and, recoup some of the costs but like you said we we do 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 it for the love of it and and you know it's a premium product that you can seriously use for for a lot of things like the money ball um and like i said the serious super coaches it's um yeah get on board it, it, you just need it don't you yeah yeah you'll you'll be very happy you you got it you know one week two weeks later for sure um Let's have a look at some trade-in targets now. We've been sort of flirting with the subject matter the whole show because it's kind of dominating. Um, Corey Hawira, Naira and Gideon Geller-Mosby, they're both due to go up quite a bit. In fact, Geller-Mosby could be at the 300,000 mark. I mean, he's playing the Tigers and the, and the um, next week and the Dragons the week after. That's some a couple of really good match-ups for him. Uh, and, you know, he's predicting to get, you know, 94 this week and even, you know, another big score the week after. So probably the number one to own. Guys like Dale Copley are up there. Callum Ponga, who we mentioned, there's a big variance there. But obviously if he hits, uh, he's going to be a must bring in if you if you can find a way to bring him in. Jay Leilua, if you're, you know, looking at someone who's really hit, probably hit his basement price. Uh, Nathan Brown from the Eels is an interesting one. Might be a bit forgotten, but he he, he was a late call-up to start last week and playing big minutes, scoring very well, supercoach-wise. Andrew McCulloch, I know we mentioned McGuinness before, but he's another hooker that you might be looking to move on um, or move to, especially if you were a Drake, Jake Granville owner. And, of course, a guy we didn't mention last week, Andrew Fafita. But let's, let's do this with our tweets, guys, because... All these guys, there's a few others as, as well um, that we can talk about as we do this, but most of our tweets are based around this. Um, we'll start with Bazinga SC. Hey, guys, is it still worth jumping on uh, CHN or Corey Herrera in the era with the likelihood he might see only one price rise with Cardi and JFH due back very soon? Um, I can tell you that the predictor has him earning $93,000. So that, you know... It's a lot of money. So, but it's not just that. It's the way he's he looks when he's when he's playing. I mean, Ryan, he's really looking the part. Yeah, look, I think he is on the way to being a quality player. Um, he's clearly got talent 
uh, to burn really uh, for a pretty big guy as well. Um, so I think is is he worth jumping on? There's a short answer, and it's yes because ninety three thousand. Um, that's reason enough to grab him in. Um, and who knows what he's going to do after that? If he ends up um, having a great season, then you've you know bought a guy who's cheap who's scoring your points each week. And then if he starts to go off a boil, then you've made some cash. Yeah, and it's pretty much a guarantee he's going to get a really good price rise for you. And these guys, sometimes they can just linger on and on and they become you know real good cash cows. So I think at this stage you're really erring. you just got to look at the way that he's running hard to the line, he's hard to tackle, you know, he gives 100%. Those, those things, I think, alone... You know, if the coach sees that, he's just dropped three players for lack of discipline off the field. Like he's watching this player, you know, doing all the right things, and he's probably going to reward him, I think you can safely say. Gav has a couple of questions. Uh, we'll start with this one. Um, if Farrah is out, Felice Kafusi to Cook to cover buys. Pete, um, Damien Cook. He's looked pretty good all year. You you covered the game for the website, www.supercatchpros.com, on the weekend. Um, Damien Cook basically had to play the full game. Um, is there is there any relevance here, Supercatch-wise? Um, he was one of South's better players on the weekend. Um, he, as you said, like uh, Robbie Farrar, like it was a surprise to me, I must admit, that Cook uh, got the nod over Farrar to start the game. Um, and then he ended up playing, I think, as you say, the full 80 or very, very close to. He's quick out of dummy half. He, he ran down a – he saved a, saved a try, I think, for um, – saved a Cowboys try at one point with his with his speed. He's very good. For mine, he's just not quite at the level of, of the blokes that we've mentioned, as I said, about Smith, McCulloch, um, McInnes. So he's not quite at that level. He's a bit cheaper too, of course. So he's something to think about. Um, we need to have a look at what South's, what his matchups are in the next few weeks. Uh, and with Farrah coming back, I'm not sure how. I think that uh, Farrah should be back soon, and so that cooking role will end up being shared. So he's once again not going to get the minutes of a bloke like uh, like McInnes. Um, so I don't think he's a goer just yet, but just just keep an eye on him. Yeah, it's going to be... And Kafusi's continuing to slow burn for you. And, and he's playing 80 minutes, so I'm probably not looking to trade him out just yet anyway. And with all these players that, to pick up this week, unless you've just really loaded up, but even if you have on the, all the cheapies, if you got Pongo already, if you got Hawira Neira last week, getting Gillam Mosby, you can look at these value buyers now ahead of someone like Cook that... We don't really know, as Pat said in the injury report earlier, you know, with the back injury, we don't really know. Is it going to be out for a short length of time? Is it longer? You know, we need we probably need to suck it and see a bit, first of all. Um, Gav also asks, Farah to Leilua, or should I wait another week, Andrew? Um, this is an interesting one um, for what we've just talked about. Yeah, well, I think, I think BJ Leilua, or Joe Leilua, I think he likes to be called now, um, I don't think he he's going to get much cheaper than he is now. He's no. at 350000 I mean, that's, that is cheap for someone like him. Um, he hasn't even – he hasn't hit his straps yet. And, and last last weekend, it looked like he started to, you know, started to um, 
get some of that momentum that he, you know, he's such a momentum player. I think he started to get some of that against um, the Eels. So I think 350000 it's really, really cheap for someone of his um, quality. And I think you and I were speaking about today, Faro, I think he's done his dash, but, I mean, I think he's due for another price rise next week. So if he can hold off, I, I wouldn't begrudge selling Faro this week. But if he can hold off... Um, there's no doubt Faro is going to score less than Leilua, I think. Although, with all those outs for Penrith, maybe you'll be more critical, and they are playing South. Yeah, the but, thing of it I is, Leilua like, yeah. can have a good game, and he still won't have a big price rise yeah. unless he goes nuts. And the Titans, I know Leilua doesn't just sit on the right side, and so his predicted score of you know mid-30s, because Titans haven't, you know, we've seen that they're not really scoring on the right side. They're going left against against the Titans more than right. Um, maybe it's discounted by the fact that Leilua will roam around the field. Um, so beware in that regards for his predicted score. It could be a bit higher. But look, if you can wait another week, take the money for Fare and then trade to Leilua, who should start going up from the following round. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But make no mistake, Lua is going to go large at some point and go on a run soon. And, yeah, I want to get it on the ground for all of that. Yeah, and it could, it could work out this week. In fact, Eels by 20 asks, already gambled on Corey Herrera at Naira last week. It looks like paying off. Thinking Mosby definitely, but between Lua or Ponga, which one? So, you know, Ryan, that's, that's a big call, particularly that we know Ponga might not even end up playing. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because because he's not going to well he's not not going to play but he's not definitely going to play either. Um, <laughs> geez, that's yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> you'd have to get you'd have to go with the guy who's definitely going to play. I'm worried that Ponga's going to be a late withdrawal for you. That's my really big concern. I mean, I already own Ponga, so I don't have that worry if he doesn't get name, you know, I'm, I don't, I might be flirting with having him in the lineup. I, I'm probably, I might be losing Moses Suli this week because that could be the flirtation of going with either Suli or Ponga, depending on who gets named there. Um, I think Gillen Mosby's playing regardless, so maybe I'm looking at a later game. Um, I won't be able to bring in Leilua, but I'd like to if I had the, the trade space. I think it's going to be tough. Tough to leave leave him out, Pete. If you can you add to that? I mean, this is this is a tough call. It is. Um, there's a bit of difference between those two players uh, in terms of cost, and yeah, like I said, I, I I agree with what Ryan said. I think you've really got to go for the one that is definitely playing. We've gone through the the Cowboys twenty one there, and you know, Paul Green's got you know heaps of options as to what he, what he can do. And she said Ponga may not end up playing at all. So I think you, you've got to go for the other guy. You've got, you've got really no choice, I think. All right. Well, I guess, you know, wrapping it back together, Navicastrian asks, yeah, surely the biggest question is which of the two, Ponga, Gilliam, Mosby, Hawira, Naira, um, Andrew, can you finally, you know, put a bow on it and, and tell us one, two, three in order and why? 
Oh, put it on me, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I mean, I'm, I think Mosley, I think just because of his, his price rise would be number one, and he's going to play this week, and he's going to, in my opinion, I think he's going to do really well this week. So I think he's probably the number one. Um, and then, yeah, Pong is probably not your uh, – probably your least uh, – because, yeah, we just don't know if he's going to play. So he'd be the, the lowest priority Ponga. You're, pray, you're praying Leary gets – if you don't have Ponga, you're praying Leary gets gets the gig and Ponga comes back another week or two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, hopefully the rehab of uh, – Coots uh, doing well, yeah. So yeah. I really think, yeah, Mosley's going to get that spot. He's going to do well against the Tigers, and he's going to continue to um, price rise. That being said, it's a very, very close second with um, Corey Herrera uh, near, near CHN, CHN, <laughs> yeah. CHN, and he's. Um... The thing with this week is no James Fisher-Harris even in the 21, no Bryce Cartwright even in the 21. We know who we're at near is going to play. Um, that's probably good enough because he should get a really good bonus um, price rise this week. Uh, a couple more tweets um, getting off that topic just a little bit. Um, e. Rascals asks for those without uh, Tom Alolo. Do you still think he's a must-have Ryan, um, with all this talk, it's sort of hard to to, to rate Tomalolo this week. He's probably on the back burner a bit. Yeah, possibly. Um, look, I guess it's one of those things. If you compare him to, uh, say, um, Sam Burgess, for example, um, JT, the other JT, <laughs> costs um, 459000 whereas Burgess costs 421000 But... Um, Tamalolo uh, has a 79-point average, whereas uh, Burgess has a 52-point average. Um, so the costs are, you know, they're you know in the in that same ballpark, but you can see that JT is well and truly above above him there. Mm. And it's just one of those things. Uh, is he a must? I don't know if he's a must, but if you're umming and ahhing and you've got the space, I think I definitely think he's a good option um, for the second row because um, he's only probably only going to get uh, a touch more expens- expensive than he is currently. Captain, uh, he's also asking whether to Captain Gideon Geller-Mosby against Tigers' right side defence. Um, that's that's a ballsy. That's ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vice-captain yeah, option, maybe? Genius. Maybe yeah, vice not the question, though, is it? No. It's yeah. not, but I, I don't know if I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, yeah, if you're a gambler, go for it. <laughs> you, you might be having to, you might have to VC him, I think. You've got a few yeah. options on the Sunday to go to if it doesn't oh, yeah, work yeah. out. Um, of course. The other option would be to VC a guy earlier in the in the round, but the Bulldogs, you probably don't own any Bulldogs. They've got an easy matchup against the Knights, but you don't necessarily own them. Um, the Manly Dragons game, maybe if you've got Dylan Walker or Tom Trevorovic, you make him vice-captain. Um, but, yeah, get, look, it's not the worst thing. I'll be considering it, put it that way, making him my captain. I, I won't 
rule it completely out. I mean, if if you know, no offence, Pete, but if Jason Nightingale can score three try three tries, <laughs> you know, against that team, how many Gillamos? Criticising Nightingale in my presence. Um, <laughs> well, not, to be fair to you, uh, Nightingale didn't have to do a lot. No, it was great inside work, more by more by yeah. Witter. But boys, don't forget we've got a, a new coach of the Tigers, Ivan Cleary, yeah. has been given the you know the, a yeah. big job in rugby the league, and so he right. may well be having a look. I would suggest he'd be having a look at those defensive structures, um, he's and got a lot it to might do. be completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got some work to do, but he might have. A, a slightly different defensive structure um, for the Tigers in place this weekend. I, I, it'll be very, very interesting to see. Yeah, just the fact of that change of coach alone might just be you back on the side of caution there, I think. Um, and finally, Benj asks, which do you prefer of Gallon or DeBellin? Um, Andrew, Gallon's been awesome, but he's also a very high price, and DeBellin, well, he's rolling along, but he may even be a candidate for Origin. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, you like, I like the fact that Gallon's not playing Origin, but he's just... We spoke about it last week. He's just too expensive for me at the moment. I just... I can't justify that that percentage of my salary cap going to one player. I mean, it, it's going to happen eventually, but, um, yeah, I, I just think JDB is probably a much safer... You know, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, and and he's playing really well. So I, I really, um, I, I'd I'd lean be leaning towards Jack DeBellin. All right, and that does it for that jam-packed show. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros, and on Facebook at Supercoach Pros, and buy the app, guys. Buy the app if you if you haven't already. You get all that information that we were talking about before the show on there and the predictor that all important predictor um, if we haven't given you enough answers on this show you can get it on the app Ryan thank you very much for tonight we'll talk to you again next week yeah no worries mate Peter thank you good luck uh, your boys versus Andrew's boys on the weekend yeah looking forward to going over to Brookie and hopefully coming away with two points it's uh, it's a good ground to walk away with with the two points that's for sure yeah, it'll be a great game, Andrew, and uh, good luck for your boys as well, of course. Yes, uh, looking forward to it, and uh, Pete, I'll, I'll see you there, mate, and um, if Manly lose, I won't speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I am Paul, Paulie G, or Paul Grisadka. Thanks again for listening to the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Make sure you download the app. You can find it there at www.supercoachpros.com and follow the links. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.